Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey! We weren't the wrong way around. Hold on a second. You weren't the wrong way around. I'm an idiot now. Hold on. Hey. Oh, man, you look cool. Yeah. Yeah. This is such like a good hat. hat. They're very, they're very hot. Uh, well, you just get used to wearing them, you know? You just got to acclimatise. You know, you got to stick with it, man. Don't be, you know, just stick with it. Oh, no, I wear hats. Not like you. I don't wear peak caps and shorts and all that sort of stuff. I, I wear hats at work, sort of beanies and the odd peak cap and whatever. It's a nice hot day. Um, but this is very um, sort of aerated, but it does a phenomenally good job of keeping the heat in. So one gets a sweltering head. Yeah, it's very hot actually under the band because it's a plastic band. So kind of like, yeah, you get a bit of a sweaty. Like the, sweat, yeah, the, <clears throat> sweaty underband shit going on there. Yeah, man. It looks cool though. I'm really glad you finally got one. Keith Walsh podcast. podcast. I really like you, and you really like me too. And we can share this podcast, and it would be really cute. And I really like your shoes, and I really like good news. And I like little fluffy bunnies, because they're so cute. Keith Walsh Podcast does something to me, baby. Keith Walsh Podcast does something to you. chair there i should have everything ready there charlie's lying on the floor beside me and just a second ago he was obviously having some sort of dream but his little legs were going like 90 and uh, charlie oh he's awake he's just lying there with his eyes open now he's awake he's keeping me company up here in the in the spare room slash office headquarters as i record this evening's intro 
to my chat with my friend Mike. Uh, it was a wonderful chat. It was a wonderful meandering, um, cerebral, I think might be a good word for it. Uh, weird, wacky, but not wacky in a kind of a, you know, Saturday morning television. But it was also very enjoyable. I think we both came away from this chat just like, yeah, that was good. There was a certain amount of honesty. We talked a lot about, um, I mean, there was a, there was an under, not so much an undercurrent or a read-between-the-lines situation, but we were both kind of talking about, I, I'm very, I find myself, I think myself and Mike are very similar. And we were talking about, like, him, you know, having all these brilliant books, and you'll hear it in the, ch- in the chat, brilliant books and films and movies and short stories and that he has ready to go but he just hasn't written them you know and I'm very similar so I think we've decided to write I think we've decided to write a radio play anyway I don't want to ruin it but it was very good um, I don't. I actually don't even know what else we talked about I think I talked about oh yeah I'm, I'm obsessed I talked about <laughs> my obsession I get very obsessed with things my wife would say that I'm there's something I don't know. Uh, I'm a bit odd. I mean, I get. I, I mean, I know I'm a bit odd, and at the moment, I'm doing the thing, intermittent fasting, so I don't eat at all during the day. Um, I eat from five o'clock in the evening. Now that's going to have to change because I'm going to start marathon training. Uh, as an aside, if you want to join the marathon training thing, uh, Brezzy, who I interviewed few days ago and that podcast should be up now has a thing on instagram uh marathon mind official go to join go and join marathon mind official on instagram you will get all your training all your nutrition all your yoga stretches all your uh physical i don't know everything you need all the information you need to run or walk a marathon if you've ever wanted and I think the plan is to have all the training done and everything and it's going to happen Brezzy's marathon is going to happen in nine months I've been trying to get back into running I've been doing a lot of walking starting to get back into exercise but I just thought this is great now this is a nice it'd be a nice kind of slow build up uh, gradually get me back into the running so I'm happy about that anyway that's an aside um so there's a, a chat with Brezzy that's up now. Oh yeah, I was saying that I get very obsessed, kind of. I'm doing the intermittent fasting, which I won't be able to do much longer because I'll have to eat if I'm training. I'll have to eat regularly. Um, in in a few weeks, I'll be fine at the start. But uh, but yeah, and at the moment I'm obsessed. So at five o'clock, like all day, I'm. It's not that I'm hungry all day. I'll get through the day, no no problem. But then. I have moments where I'm like, oh, God, this is too much. And I just wait and have a cup of tea and that passes. Uh, I don't pass the cup of tea. The the feeling of the craving passes. But then about four o'clock I start. If I'm not distracted, if I'm not really busy, I'll be like looking at the clock almost. And at the moment, all I want to do once it gets to five o'clock is eat a certain type of sandwich. Um... And it's probably not the sandwich combo. Like, if you can imagine, if you've been 
if you haven't eaten all day, like, so you've basically been fasting since the night before, you haven't eaten all day, and then hits five o'clock, what would you love to eat? Well, I guarantee you it's not what I what I dream about. Anyway, so you've that to look forward to. Uh, we have, uh, yeah, I don't know, we just, we had a nice rambly chat and uh, talked a lot about our hopes and dreams and maybe we'll write a radio play. That's it, that's all I need to say to you. Email the podcast as always, it's uh, keithwatchpod at gmail.com and uh, I'd love to hear from you. Uh, if, you if you're a new listener, you're very welcome. Um, some people come for the interviews, so you might have just listened to a few interviews and then stumbled into these chats. These are different, they're good crack. These chats keep myself and Mike sane. Uh, certainly keep me sane anyway, I can't speak for Mike. Um, so it's just two lads. Let's just imagine you, me, Mike, are sitting at a bar, having a few jars, having a chat. That's it. That's 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 all you have to do. Relax. Unless you're driving the car, then pay attention to the road. Or if you're running, pay attention to you know look at your feet. Or you'll get a you'll twist your ankle. Anyway, that's it. It's episode seventy four. Can I believe it? Episode seventy four. What are we gonna do for episode one hundred? I'll start planning that now. Probably do nothing. I'll probably be like, oh shit, this is episode one hundred. Episode one hundred. That's only around the corner. Anyway, episode 74. It's me talking to my friend, Mike. It is the Keith Watch Podcast. Enjoy. Yeah, it came with a, a lovely um, card as well for my wife. Thank you very much. It was beautiful. Um, and because it was a week late, I've uh, I've left it in its cellophane and I will use it for next year. Ka-ching, ka-ching, ka-chong. In the bank. Woo-hoo. That's the way we roll. Wow. That is a result. I think I think I've done a good job there then. You have. You've yeah. actually, it's, um, and I haven't paid you for it yet. So it's actually a free card for two years. Get out of jail for free for two, for sure. <laughs> two for one. And you and know what? Get one free. You know what? What? I'm, I'm now think I'm going to be able to send you a calendar, which obviously it'll be March by the time you get it. <laughs> well, nothing's happened anyway so far this year. So it doesn't really uh, matter. The exactly. calendar we've got has got nothing on it. And actually, was it your idea to just say do a six-month calendar or a calendar from when everything opens up again, or just yeah, a blank was, calendar? Yeah, yeah, just a blank calendar. So make make it, you know, do what you want. You can call this day a Tuesday if you like. It doesn't really matter. Yeah, I think you could be onto something there. Yeah, um, I got some people kept asking me if, if I had calendars left, and I didn't. And eventually, cool. I just I just went back to the printer and said, "Look, how much would it cost to get twenty printed up?" So I literally got twenty printed up, and they're gone. I think I might, I might have had held one for you. Otherwise, I'm just gonna have to draw one for you. It's it's kind of one of those things you know or you don't know. It's like you know, I've lost my left leg, or I haven't lost my left leg. You know, it's gonna. Either I'm, you have or you haven't. No? I'm not good. I'm not good with with being organised, knowing. I, I wouldn't be a good accountant. Do you know what I mean? That wouldn't be my forte. Yeah, counting wouldn't be a thing. <laughs> you seem surprised Time, by that. Timing. Anything with an ing. Anything with, num- anything with numbers. Clocks, time, money. Yeah. Not good. Don't talk to me about numbers. Okay. Lemon now, cup of tea. Why, what, <laughs> now I want to talk to you about numbers. Are you not good with numbers, Mike? I'm quite good with numbers, yeah. I think I've got a slight bit of dyslexia, but I don't know. 
I always find myself checking stuff five or six times numerically. That probably stems from making a mistake at one point. Yeah. Well, you yeah. you would, would have a lot of experience of dealing with cash and money and tickets and all that kind of shit. And... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, al- I've also had experience of being screwed by people as well. So, uh, you know, you always count twice, baby. Count twice. Okay. That's my advice. Mike's hey, advice. Mike's Which advice. Show. <laughs> I need to write He's a jingle. Writing that down. <laughs> I'm writing a jingle for Mike's advice. Speaking Mike's of your advice. Of jingles, yeah. I loved, loved, loved your new intro that you should put out. You should, you should, uh, you should put that at the beginning or the outro of this of today's, just to see if the OGs actually what they think of it. They can vote. They can, uh, they can email you on uh, your various emails that you put out. I've been, funnily enough now, I'm going to tell you, I've been listening to you pretty much all week. I've been listening to you, your podcasts, the one I missed a glut just before Christmas and just after Christmas. Some stellar moments in there, some absolutely stellar moments. You talking to the young ladies, you like the young ladies, and you talking to a guy called Kevin McGahern, is it? Who used to be... Used to be you. You used to be him. Yeah, we kind of got confused. Yeah, we got confused for each other. Yeah, it's when when you said to him, "How you know what was your drinking like at the beginning of lockdown?" <laughs> for the first two weeks, we drank like we were an electric picnic, <laughs> <laughs> which I think is one of the quotes that I'll carry with me to the grave. Um, yeah, I listen to a lot of uh, a lot of your stuff actually, and. Uh, also, somebody's been pestering me. My brother has been pestering me to listen to Blind Boy, the podcast. Oh, great, yeah. One in particular, the, the chicken fillet roll. And I know we're always saying to people, listen, you should listen to other podcasts and stuff because podcasts are the way to go. And he eloquently states why the podcast is a good idea. And number two, he then ties everything into the history of Ireland the history of the last 800 years, our culture, our food, our knowledge in a chicken fillet sandwich. It is pure poetry. I've never heard anything like it before. I've nearly shot myself in the car listening to it coming home yesterday. And it's the way his accent, he's very limerick, you know, so like, you know, and uh, let's, you know, somebody brought in wedges. Fucking wedges. <laughs> Just, yeah. Sublime radio. He's brilliant. He is is brilliant. It's a brilliant podcast. He's fantastic. Uh, I have actually asked him to come on my podcast, but I think he's too big or busy or, but I'll ask him again. I have met him before. I kind of, not that I know him, but we have corresponded before, but uh, yeah, I'd love to get him on the podcast, but. um, Oh, we should put the Limerick, the Limerick artery onto that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I've got buddies who know him. We'd be able to kneecap him if he didn't come on. Yeah, get him, get them, (laughs) get the Limerick mafia after him. Yeah, right, yeah, the yeah. Mafia. yeah. Um, I'm gonna take this hat off. Jesus Christ, on it. How do you wear hats like that indoors? Oh, but, uh, but um, tell me about the ladies, tell me about me and the ladies. Well, I noticed when you when you talk to men, it's uh, yeah, how are you doing there, bud? Yeah, yeah, great, yeah, yeah, fine. Uh, you know. So we're just, we're, we're, we're recording already. You've got this patter you do. And I've been listening intently now to the way you do your stuff. Now, this is not a critique. No, I like, I, I, I'm happy to chat about it. It's good. I Like I hadn't um, noticed. I'm, I'm interested in what people notice about it, you know. And um, it, the guys are very much, you know, well, how are you doing yet? How, have you been, and you say drinking. 
a lot. When, when the, have you been drinking much? As uh, your your accent ever so slightly changes when you talk to men, which is kind of interesting. I, I, everybody does. Wh- whatever our audience is, we we always seem to change our accents a little bit. I'm sure I'm talking a bit posh now, although I'm out of breath. I've just been cutting my son's hair, but that's a story for another day. Um, uh, <laughs> but yeah, you you talk to men. Have you been drinking much there? You know, and have you been you know out and you're doing this, that, and the other, and um, you get a bit more countrified. But when you talk to a lady, especially like a good-looking lady or a younger lady than yourself, you always use the sort of, uh, uh, you know, that reminds me of a song that I knew. And, uh, <laughs> it's, it's from the 90s. Oh, sorry, does that make me old? And they go, oh, no, 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 I know that song too. And you go, oh, great, thanks. Oh. And you've done oh. it three times. It's fucking brilliant. And it's just that... <laughs> that's so funny because I just you're so right. I just never I can't even it's just I can't there's nothing I can say. I can't but it, it clearly like obviously not intentional, but it's obviously Well, you're hitting on them. Not unintentionally. But no, you're just a man being a man. You see, so we, we talk to men differently than we talk to women. And that's you know, that's what it, that's what came across. And I've been listening to all sorts of things on the TV and radio, and I've noticed it more now. Now that I'm tuned into it, it's really bizarre. And uh, sort of political interviewers seem to do it a lot, especially on News Talk and RTE. They get the woman to go up against a hard man and a man to go up against a hard woman. And then if it's a woman's problem, they'll often get the man in. You know, kind of, can you mansplain that back to me sort of thing? This kind of like, it's, it's, a, it's a really interesting concept that they'll get a man to talk about female issues and get the woman to softly, softly tell the man what, what they're talking about. You see, in my head, like if I'm talking to, I'm trying to, like, I'm, I'm trying to be woke. I'm trying to be like, <laughs> s- like sen- just trying to, I don't know, maybe I try to be more sensitive or uh, I don't know, like, but I definitely, I, de- I actually, when I'm talking to women, I feel like I act differently because I feel like I'm nervous. So I'm a different version of myself. You know, I, I think I get nervous interviewing women because I'm worried about uh, offending them or, you know, saying yeah. the wrong thing. Interesting, because I can hear you revving up to the big question. And you go at it one way and they know it's like a fishing experience, you know, that they're, they're like, uh, do you think, you know, have you, how's your mental health these days, you know, to the girl, how, how are you finding things these days? Yeah, great. And they won't answer you. They won't give you a straight, that's typical women though. I mean, half of our audience gone, but you have to be really, you, you really do have to, and I think you sort of, you man up as it were and grab yourself and kind of go, are you depressed these days sort of thing? Or are you finding it difficult these days? You have to be very direct. Whereas with a man, you would have no issue going, how's the head these days? And he go, that's ah, grand, like, you know, a bit anxious, but but that's a bit that. But the women, you really have to draw it out and they know that, that it's quite, it's the, it's the interest. I, I just found it fascinating. That's and good. Each, every time I listen towards you, to you there, it's, uh, it's just something I tune into. It's interesting. Oh, no, it's something I'll think about now and going forward and, uh, I don't think you need to. I think it's 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 the game we play, isn't it? It's the yeah. way we talk to each other. You can't change who you are. And that's but the I've, best thing about it. 
I've always wanted to be, I've always thought if I do something like this, a podcast, I will, you know, I've always thought I'd just speak to people. I'd meet people as they are like male, female, you know, try and try and be the same for everybody. But uh, yeah, it's, but, uh, that's but good. The, the point I'm making is we're not, we're not the same to everyone. You meet the lads in the pub, you're not, you meet the ladies in the pub, you're different. But also I think that obviously I put on this act of like, <laughs> like the way you said that, this reminds me of a song from the 90s, as if like I'm fucking, you know. As I'm never Father Ted. <laughs> yeah, like I'm a cool priest from Father Ted going, do you ever do you ever listen to rock music? Do you ever? I love rock music. I think that's the great. I love music. I love poetry. I love I love life. I love nature. I love I love love. Do you love, you know, that kind of way? Like, <laughs> yeah, like a kind of a dickhead. No, it's the way, <laughs> I, and the, and the reason I don't, I don't really mean that. No, but the, the reason I noticed it and tuned in is I'm exactly the same, and every man I know is exactly the same. We treat, you know, we kind of how's it going? Yeah, you know, we we put on this kind of faux sensitivity. You know, I'm, you know, I'm interested in how sensitive I, you know, if I come across more sensitive, maybe there's a chance I can shag you. <laughs> you know? That's what's underneath it all. Yeah, yeah. Of course, yeah, yeah. We're base humans. We're we're just animals. So I lo- I love flowers. Do you like flowers? What's your favorite? Do you like an anemone? You do. Oh, do you an like anemone. Your legs. What's is an anemone not something that you put up your bottom? No. No, that's an enema. An anemone is a beautiful. In fact, it's my wife's favorite flower. So maybe she might put them up her bottom. I don't know. That's something <laughs> she can keep in the you know in the privacy of her own bedroom. Although we share a bedroom, so I've never seen an enemies. Um, Upper bottom direction. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's not going to enjoy sorry, this. Hey, sorry, Sally. Sorry, Sally. I'm that's sorry. okay. No, it's just a bit Morrissey esque there. Um, yeah. But yeah. I've had a very, very, very stressful and anxious ridden week. Now I know you've probably got stuff you want to talk about, but I need no, to. No, I go, Mike. Go. I need. I. I <laughs> I started a um, a writing course, a course that you've done actually, and you recommended to me. Uh, can we can we, can we go back a little bit and just fit, like, are you going to talk about your weekend and how Sunday night finished off and all that kind of stuff? Are you going to include all that? Because this needs to be teed up. Well, yeah. I, so Monday... how are you, how are you, Mike? Are you drinking much these days? How's the head? <laughs> well, yeah, I had a couple of shandies. Um, because we we took the week off dieting last week because it was Sally Ann's birthday. There was all I was I was teeing this up. This was all going to come in perfectly. Okay, sorry, 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 sorry. You go ahead. Sorry, I didn't no, you're just, all right. Now. I didn't you're want you skipping the gin bit. No, no, there was <laughs> there was a lot of gin consumed. Um, can you can you? Uh, can, sorry, now I just want you to tell me about Sunday because I'm in like this is drink porn for me. I want to hear the details. I want to vicariously live out your Sunday. So we'd we'd kind of gone from zero to hero. I haven't done any chocolate apart from a few cakes and stuff that I think we discussed last Saturday. Yeah, no, you're up, up still, front about that. You're, yeah. yeah, I still haven't gone back on chocolate. Um, I did have four squares of chocolate this week, uh, but um, just because I felt a little bit, I had that Tuesday night sort of like, <laughs> you know, after the week of drink. Um, but Saturday we decided, I said, Sally, you know, we've got some nice gin. We've got tonic. Let's just have a little bit. Fucking hell. Saturday, we kind of half went for it. 
um, we've got these new glasses, so I wasn't particularly sure of where the, uh, they've got this kind of inverted nipple in the bottom. So when you pour the drink in, it doesn't look like you've put much in. But when you look down, it's like looking into a sort of a, a, a kiddie swimming pool full of gin. And then I topped it up with half a bottle of tonic and it was still a bit tart to the, you know, still a bit ginny, no ice and a bit of lemon juice. And I had one of those on Saturday with three or four cans of lager. I was fine. It was no problem whatsoever. Woke up Saturday morning. I thought, oh, okay, maybe tonight we'll, you know, we, we FaceTime her parents of a Sunday evening. And sometimes they might have a little sherry or something or a gin. Um, and we might have a, a glass of lager or something and a little TTP, our little um, crisps. And it's a way we can get Jimmy to talk to his grandparents. We literally bring him in. He's like a bird to the nest. Bring him in with these like Doritos and he'll kind of go Ugh, when his parent, grandparents ask him a question. And then when the Doritos are gone, he just fucks off. It's one of those <laughs> things. So we sat down and I said, Sally, we'll have a gin before we get in touch. All of a sudden the internet where it goes down and she's phoned them and said, we're going to FaceTime you in 10 minutes. Um, make sure you get your computer because they're, you know, they're in their 80s and it takes them a little while to get their shit together. And uh, Fingers down. All of a sudden, with one gin in, I thought, do you know what? I'm just going to go for it. Let's have another one. <laughs> and these ones, I was allowed unsupervised in the kitchen to make them. And I gave it a right good lash. And I could actually see when Sally unzipped her second one while she was talking to her parents, she kind of went, oh, oh, as if like, is there too much lemon in there? I said, oh, my hand must have slipped with the lemon. It slipped with the gin. Then I had cans of Heineken on top of it. And <laughs> having them, loving them. Oh, they were lovely and cold and uh, had a little bit more of the cake that we had left over, a slither of cake at this stage. And uh, I woke up on Monday morning sweating and my stomach was just doing somersaults my head because i texted you i think on sunday night saying you know uh let's do a special on x and uh was, but that was before gin was taken and then i kind of woke up the more, next morning looking at my phone going, what the fuck am I still, what was i talking about last night anyway <laughs> on monday morning absolutely fucked and i'm doing i'm starting this class on monday night right and my head is spinning my stomach is like a washing machine. I've been to the bathroom. It's not, nothing has been like, nothing has gone right. It's all gone horribly wrong in the toilet. It's just like, oh, Jesus Christ, I'm going to have to sort myself out pick myself up and bring, get myself back together again. And it was just like the horrors, absolute horrors. Thought, that's it. No fucking way am I ever drinking again, ever. And um, it was about half 10 and I had the sweats. So I thought, right, I'll take the dog around the garden. And the house was nice and sunny. And I had all the windows open and uh, around the house. And I took the dog around and I walked around the path around the house, came around by the dining room and walked straight into a fucking window that was open into the corner. And all I could feel coming down my nose was blood and there's blood dripping on the floor. And I thought, oh, fucking hell. And I honestly thought I'd concuss myself and the sweats got worse. I was nearly crying. I was actually on my knees underneath the window, you know, hitting co concrete. Oh, 
fucking way, fucking it. And there's people walking up the road. We live in the middle of nowhere. Nobody ever walks up there. There's this old family walking down. They must have thought I was having some sort of religious experience. There I was on the ground, you know, sort of like hitting the concrete. And they're kind of looking in over the, the fence, kind of going, hello, how are you? <laughs> Blood dripping down your face. Oh, so I had to come in and get my shit together. And all day I was literally fucked now, fucked all together. And of course, the anxiety starts building. The post-drink. I'm not going to have any drink tonight. I'm going to have to eat early to do this course. I've had to turn in a piece of work that she looks at before you do the course. I'm worried about that. I'm worried about the diction. I'm worried about everything I've said and put down on this piece of paper or this email. And I'm thinking, oh, Jesus Christ, she's gonna judge me now. And I'm gonna turn up and I'm gonna be, she's gonna know by my eyes that I was shit faced last night. And she's gonna know that I was off my diet. And the other nine people in the class are gonna look at me and go, who's your man? Who the fuck does he think he is? It gets to five to seven and she says, listen, join the Zoom early to get into the class. She's only giving me the wrong fucking Zoom code. <laughs> so, two minutes to seven, I'm e emailing her saying, listen, that, that won't let me in. I've done this before. Zoom isn't working. It's an invalid ID, blah, 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 blah. I text you. I ring you. Of course, fucking zero. You're not there. There's, hi, you've reached Keith Watch. Fucking fuck you. Get fuck. Walk into Sunny Ann. Sunny Ann. Do you know how I can get this woman's phone number? And she goes, uh, I'll just see if she's on Instagram. She, Instagram, got a phone number, blah, blah, blah. And all of a sudden, half past seven, I'm literally pacing the floors going, well, that's the fucking worst hundred fucking euros I've ever fucking spent. <laughs> Growling and everything. I get this email saying, really sorry. Um, do you want to join the class now? You're late. And I was like, oh, fucking late. Of course I'm late. So I emailed her back and said, listen, uh, the ID didn't work. Uh, any chance you could send me in an instant she got me into the class hi how are you you haven't missed anything um mike whatever uh and i'm going oh that's great fantastic thanks very much thanks for letting me in i you know and i think i might have let a couple of expletives go like oh thank fuck i said you know i think i've broken the fucking internet or i've broken fucking zoom anyway and i can hear these giggles and i'm thinking and i'm there for about 30 seconds and they say maybe you could put your uh, camera on <laughs> And of course, and then she says, yeah, everybody else was just writing something. Mike, you just write something else. And I'm kind of like, I don't know what these people are. I've missed all the introductions. I don't know who anybody is. And then it dawns on me, I can't, I can use Zoom properly because all I do is Zoom you or a group of my buddies. And I've never, I've never been interested in which way the photographs are, whether they're tiled or whether they're down the sides or anything. And I'm so paranoid at this stage that, if I hit something, I'm going to leave the meeting that I, I won't touch anything. So I can't see. I'm looking at the side of this fucker's head for an hour and a half. I can't see anything she's putting up on the fucking screen. No. I'm in the wrong. And it was just like, oh, God, open up and just fucking take me away. Oh, yeah. It's just been an anxious ridden week. And I felt these, these levels of anxiety. And then I got a, uh, a phone call from a guy who I inadvertently, by mistake, he filmed me up at the Cliffs of Moher one day. He was filming somebody <laughs> that else. That does not sound... 
he was it was good. We should explain if anybody doesn't know, like the OGs will know, but Mike works at the Cliffs and more. He wasn't just up there, like, you know. Yeah, no, I was working and uh, this guy was, I noticed there was a film crew coming around and they were asking people questions and stuff. And I thought, okay, and I was, I was in the middle of a tour. So I was telling people what was here and there and the other. And he said, uh, maybe we could get you on to do this. Uh, we've, we've okayed it with your boss and they've already teed a couple of people up, but maybe, you know, they've been brief, but listen, you'll be fine. And it was like, huh? And all of a sudden there's this guy, He's asking me these list of questions, and I'm going, I'm like, sorry, is this is like, am I an employee or am I a person or what? How am I supposed to? And he's like, oh, don't worry about it, we'll be fine. And it's, um, they're doing this Claire through COVID film, sort of, you know, uh, so in a year's time, they've got a contract from RTE to put it on, I think, to, to sort of to look at various people in various bits of the society to look at it. So he rang me and said, can you do a Zoom on Wednesday? And of course it was like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> so I Zoomed him on Wednesday and uh, and I was kind of anxious about him. And it was a different fellow that asked me the question. So I kind of didn't really know him all that much. And it was just a bit odd. Very nice fellow. Turned out to be a great crack. I knew people who knew him and everything. But it was on, like he said, we'll do 15 minutes. We were on for 45 minutes having a chat. He was great that. Um, but it's just been, I'm actually anxious this week about going back to work. Not me, other people. I'm feeling anxious for the whole community now because people have been doing, lots of people have been doing Chagall and they've been on the PUP and whatever, and we're all waiting for the vaccine. And then when we get the vaccine, all this daytime freedom and sort of sleeping in and everything is going to go away. And I know it's been tinged with sadness and everything, and you can't think of everything in COVID terms. You know, we are where we are. It's happened. Yes. Oh, it's all relative. Yeah. yeah, it is all relative. And it, it's now it's this whole, I'm, I'm worried about kids going back to school. I didn't give a shit about that before. I'm, wor <laughs> I'm worried about other people going back to work and how the fuck are they going to cope? How, I'm, and I'm thinking, how the fuck? I, I, I get up in the morning and I, I say to myself, okay, I'll give Sanyan a couple of hours hand today. And I do nothing. All of a sudden it's six o'clock, there's nothing done. It's like, Jesus, how can I ever operate again in the real world? I don't know, is that a collective thing? Is that, that going I don't on? know. I think I think there's definitely like I am I'm worried like I'm definitely I'm not thinking about it. Uh but if I do allow myself to think about it, I worry about this all coming to an end. And yeah, like I don't. I was talking to someone today and said, I don't want to go back to the way I was. I don't want to go back to being that busy. I want I want some I want at least a mix of how yeah. it is now and how it was. Like we were even saying, uh, imagine that I used to get in the car and drive to Dublin for a meeting that would take that would last 20 minutes or half an hour and then drive home to Newbridge. Yeah. Why? Why weren't we all on Zoom? Like it was uh, so Maybe some things will be better. Maybe some things will be different. But yeah, I don't want it to go back the way. I, I am actually anxious about it going back to the way it was. And, you know, I think the government should just pay us to just do this. I think, do you know yeah, what I mean? More creative. Be loads much, of writers. Much better. Much better. We could just become a rising. We could just be, we could just be churning out. Like the government, we could work for the government just writing stuff. And they could be churning yeah. out books to sell to the world. And that could be our economy. And we could just be like a, a writing island, you know? And then you'd have other people who aren't into writing. They could be like, 
collecting, you have someone collecting all the writing and then someone compiles the writing and makes the books and someone else delivers the book. And that's all we do. We're just like, everyone's involved in just this in- massive industry of just writing. We could be like Netflix as a kind of like Aeroflix. Yeah, books. Yeah, Aero, we could be Amazon. Book, book, book flux, flock books. Fuckbooks. Fuckbooks, fuck yes. <laughs> that, reminds me, that reminds me of Fergal Burke. Fergal? Yeah, Fergal What did someone, someone remind me of his nickname, actually, uh, when he was young, was Kipper, actually. So Kipper. Oh. Yeah. He's our producer. He's the producer of the show, if anybody's wondering. Yeah. What, why did they call him Kipper? I don't know. He left. If you've, if you've heard this as producer, you better have listened to this. Yeah. You need to let us know why you're called Kipper. Um, I just want to do this amateur psychologist thing on you here. Oh, yeah. How, how were you feeling about doing the writing course in advance of it? Like before the drinking, what was what was your general feeling about it? Um, I was really um, quite excited about it. Um, actually, I went from, you know, how can she fucking teach me? <laughs> <laughs> You know how de- you know this is this four hundred words that I've given you is pretty much the opening of Pride and Prejudice. It's that much of a classic, stone cold right there. To um, oh Jesus Christ, I know nothing. I know literally nothing, and I'm really really nervous. So I went from I went from super confident to super nervous with nothing in between. I think. I think what you what you did over the weekend, you got involved in a bit of self sabotaging. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. So that it, it's easy to blame the hooch, you see, and then walking into a fucking window. <laughs> yeah, but 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 also like like everyone, we do it all the time. We like if it's something that we really want to do, and in our like whether whether you know that consciously or subconsciously you're like i'd really fucking love to be writing i'd really love to be doing this i'd really love for this course to go well and to be able to write a book or some short stories and enter some competition i'd love if that was the thing i did you know that'd be great and you know as it gets closer and you're about to start the class and your subconscious is working overtime and you're trying not to think about it and you're getting nervous about it or you're being cocky about it or whatever and then you're like well i'm just gonna fucking get absolutely pissed and hope that it all goes away or i just fuck it up and then i've got a then i've got a then i've got a reason why it's all fucking gone tits up you know yeah yeah there was a bit of that in it i suppose i don't know but I don't know. That's totally me being playing amateur psychologist. And that's exactly what I, and it, just as you were explaining it, I was thinking that's exactly what I would have fucking done. <laughs> <laughs> but you've done a course, haven't you? Yeah, mm. I did. I've done two actually with, oh, the, sa- with the same, uh, with the same. Well, that makes me feel better because you're still shit. <laughs> I'm still learning. I'm terrible. I don't have the discipline. I need to, like, it's like you need to, it's like it's got to be an hour or two hours a day. Like, how long have you got before you go back to work? I don't know. You don't know. So it could be like, it'll be two months, two months at least. Could be more. Will you get, will you get in before the end of the summer? I I honestly have no idea. So you you could, in theory, say, I'm going to set two hours aside every day to write something. That's my writing time. Couldn't, but, but I wouldn't do that. There is absolutely no way on God's green earth I could do that. Unless um, 
I, I don't, you know, I don't know why. Um, I, I have to be in the mood to do anything sort of creative. Like when you texted me today, uh, not that this is creative, but I was cutting my son's hair in a polytunnel. He texted me and uh, he was getting a bit cranky. I've done a pretty shit job. Um, you know, I don't know how to blend. Nobody does. <laughs> You're not a hairdresser. When, when oh, you start in the online hairdressing course. <laughs> and um, yeah, I, 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 I just have to do, you know, I have to put myself under a little bit of pressure. I'm good for deadlines. So if somebody said to me, we need 10,000 words from you in two months, uh, and it's Friday the 10th is the second, the, you know, the DD day. Thursday the 9th, I'm fucking pulling all night, <laughs> you know, having mowed the lawn and over there 17 times the, the previous day. Anything but do what I'm supposed to do. I think that's, hum that's human nature, but I'm much better under pressure that I don't have to think about stuff. And then when I do, I force myself into this whole sort of creative thing. When I've studied before, any time I had a deadline, day before okay why what if you had a daily deadline of like <laughs> what if you what if you had two hours of writing every day and your deadline was the end of those two hours okay but so somebody saying to me listen 50 quid for 400 words every day no problem whatsoever i'd be but you see I'm, I'm forever i have these things in my head when I'm if I'm doing a speech at a wedding or I'm doing something like that I really do dwell on it yeah you, you, you yeah turn it you over mull it round yeah. all the time hours and hours and hours there's an awful lot of time a minute thinking is an awful long time you know I'm walking the dog and I'd be thinking about I had to do a buddy's uh, best man speech a couple of years ago and I was kind of tying myself in knots about it and I just thought to myself you know what it's all in here anyway easy I know the stories. I know because we've lived these experiences together. I know how to tell them. And I, I know what, you know, and this fella, fortunately, he's got plenty. He's low hanging fruit. <laughs> <laughs> so it was easy, you know, just like pick a few little sweet ones and uh, embarrass the shit out of him. Yeah, which I managed to do. But you had it all worked out in your head. And some people yeah. work, some people work in the head and some people work on paper. Um, yeah, I can't be doing with paper. I, if, if I come up with a good sentence, though, I write it down. Okay. So I like it if it's, I like a nice sentence, and I like, if there's a word I want to use, if I'm writing a letter to somebody, and there's something I want to say, and all of a sudden I might be in the shower or something, bang, this thing will come to my head. I'm walking the dog or whatever, and I'm out on my phone writing it in notes, sort of going, da 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 da. Or if I hear a good song, because I I'd love to write a film using a certain eight pieces of music. And I've always had this for two years in my head. And that music has gone sort of between eight and 10 pieces, but I, I wanna keep the whole sort of Desert Island Discs thing. So it's eight. So, but I've got those eight pieces of music and I have a guy's life worked out and he goes from hero to zero, but these pieces of music are just perfect for that movie and I can see it all in my head and I, it's a film I'd like to watch. And that's, that's what I'd like to do ultimately. And why, why not write it, write it as a, as a play? Yeah, cause yeah, I'd never, you know, I'd never thought of that as an option till now. 
the thing I'm going for I'm going for the fucking movie. I'm like I am Oscar winning. It's I'm so confident that I'm <laughs> you can you could be like, okay, I'm gonna write this. The first thing I'm gonna write it. Like I heard, uh, I don't know what the, the writer was. I think it's might be the New Zealand guy who wrote the film about the Nazis and the funny film about the kid and the Nazis. Anyway, you know, you know this part. Boy in the striped pajamas. No, no, no. You know this <laughs> podcast. It doesn't matter. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. But he was saying he literally he he gets the ending. Of, he gets the ending of a movie, right? And mm. then he figures out what the start might be. And then he literally gets a few moments. And then he. Like when he's writing, he's just literally, how does he get from there to there? How does he get from there? Anyway, that's his method. But if you were able to say, I'm going to put this play on in my local theater mm. and this is going to be the play. That's the first, that's the first uh, part of the journey of that bit of writing becoming whatever it needs to be. Yeah. You see, I see myself as Oscars or nothing, really. Um, fuck the play in between. Um, fuck the writing stuff. I just want to go there and direct it and direct on the hoof. I've, I've also, I've, I actually fancied writing a radio play. I've got a yeah. radio play. Kid. Well, let's do a radio play. Yeah. I've, I've actually got a, a radio play, a movie, and um, a whole group of people who exist only in my head at the moment, Yeah. Um, through through a weekend that I had on the piss with my brother and his buddy, who two very funny people. And I said, jokingly at the beginning of it, lads, what we're going to do is we're going to write our own version of the fast show with characters. And we got to that sort of three or four pint sort of sweet spot. And we came up with a whole load of people. And I, I brought a book with me and stayed at, like relatively sober for the whole week and listened to these two lads and filled in the blanks. And then two weeks later, I sent them this thing saying, these are the people. Jesus Christ. And nobody could work out what the judge was. There was this, I, I wrote down drugly, <laughs> scene, scene with judge, right? So then that becomes this whole, you know, thing throughout the eight weeks that were on television and remarkably successful and everything that what somebody's doing something about a judge and the judge just walked past what's the focus score about the, what did we talk about the judge for we talked about the judge you know and some character would be talking about a judge and that would be it maybe one of the characters would talk about the judge every week yeah but that's that's it but it's all you know BAFTA Oscars radio Sony Awards that's me and I'm sort of done in my own head but they'll never they will never get onto paper <laughs> they will they will stop mike i'm going to challenge you alive on the podcast let's do let's do the radio play let's get that made let's do one thing the, the, the great thing about the writing course and i won't mention the lady's name who does it maybe i will at some stage um but she when i wrote i wrote a few through the court i wrote several short stories and i was like i'm trying I'm, and then i met her afterwards privately and I said I'm trying to write a book and she was like look don't decide what it is just write it did, and, and did you say well you know it reminds me of an Oasis track I said you know what I'm thinking of the 90s song but you but uh <laughs> no I didn't because this lady used to be my teacher in oh. school but so uh so I wouldn't be flirting with her Mike come on so um, so she just said, don't like, don't decide what it is until like, right. Just be, have an open mind. Mm. 
You've got a radio player there. I'd love to see it. Lucky view. You won't see it on the radio. <laughs> I'd love to see the script. Let's well, do it written down, of course. Well, you need to. Okay, okay. For next week, we're gonna we're gonna act out the first. I can't. Gonna, I have to do. I have to do four hundred words. To this man, you're, you're no job. You've loads of time. All right, we're gonna act <laughs> out. We're gonna act out. We're gonna, give me ten minutes of the play. Give me ten minutes. Of the, oh, give me five minutes of the radio play. Give me a brief outline. Give me something. Give me. Give me two hundred words. Give I'm me afraid, one page. Give me one page. I'm, I'm all. I'm also afraid to tell somebody about it. Number one, yeah. because because it's shit. <laughs> And number two, and I couldn't handle the rejection. And number two is, what if somebody hears it and then makes a gazillion out of it? And I'm going, I'm, I'm the fucker that's in the court. Going, okay. Me. None of those things are going to happen. <laughs> like, at the moment, none of those things. Like, as it is, none of those things are going to happen. No one's going to hear it and rob it. No, you're not going to be successful with it. None of the, like, at least if you fucking, at least if you said it out loud on the podcast and someone robbed it, you'd have a fucking story out and then you could write that book. But at the, as it is, none of that stuff is going to happen. <laughs> and what's the point of this podcast? That's true. Well, uh, I don't know, but, but, but let's today. create a point to the podcast. <laughs> today, I was hoping you'd get rid of my anxiety. <laughs> Don't self-sabotage. We need this play. We need it, man. I need it by next Saturday. I need a page. A fucking crack by next Saturday. I need <laughs> one page by next Saturday. Oh, okay. We'll do a brief outline. Okay. Next Saturday. Yeah. Back of a fag package job. Yeah, yeah. Just get it down. Yeah, on, yeah. Just get get it down on paper, and then we and then we work it out. From it's got to have you actually um, doing. Speaking of self-sabotaging, doing the worm at a brilliant. I'm brilliant at, a, at that. At a wedding. At a wedding. With, with, yeah. a t- with my tie around my head. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I listened to your one of your podcasts about having that. Oh, nearly kicking so the mother-in-law in the face. To... <laughs> when I think about that, when I think about how close, I was like, I was this close to kicking her in the face. The mother-in-law. The mother of the bride. Not your mother-in-law. No, just it wasn't. It was my friend's wedding, and it was his wife is a lovely woman from Donegal, and her whole family had come down to Kildare, and it was lovely. And then it could have like it was so close to like just kicking the the mother of the bride in the face with my boot. Why were your boots untied? No, they didn't come off my feet. I just I did it too. I jumped down. I was on oh, the edge of the dance floor and I joined the dance floor. kicked her in the head. I mean, I thought yeah. the way you explained it was you were doing the worm and your boots. And I was thinking, was he just so drunk that his ankles swelled up or something? You know, and, and, <laughs> and you were probably wearing these trendy little boots that looked like sort of brogues that lace up with really thin laces. I'd say that's the sort of stuff you wear. No, no, no. I'm a yeah, Chelsea. I'm a, che- I'm a Chelsea boot, elasticated sides, man. Thank you very wow. much. That's interesting. I like a Chelsea boot. From I used to buy my Chelsea boot from Jones's in um, Sloan Street. Yeah. Actual Chelsea boots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actual Chelsea boots. Wow. <laughs> but I was doing the worm, and as my foot came up behind me, because I, I yeah. entered the dance floor in worm as a like almost like a di- I dived onto the dance floor from the edge of the dance floor, and she was sitting at the edge of the dance floor. <laughs> oh, so whatever. I'd say people around you were mortified as they oh. see you doing the worm. How does your wife feel about the worm? She, at the, when we're at weddings and if I'm drinking, which I would have been, because so, we haven't been since, since I stopped drinking, 
although I have been at weddings over, but anyway, she would just be off with her friends drinking or, you know, sitting in a corner somewhere and just ignoring me and probably pretending that I'm not, we're not related in any way. Um, okay. So that's a plan for next Saturday. We're going to get uh, a little brief outline of. Okay. Maybe or, we can discuss the plot actually. We can discuss the music. Yeah. Yeah. Per- now the, the radio play, is that different to the movie? Uh, well, well, you see, they're all there's also an award-winning novel. Oh, um, yeah. Based okay. On Island. So they could all be connected. It could be like radio play a novel because sometimes, I mean, you know, the fascia started on the radio and Little Britain started on the radio. And yeah, well, you see, I could cross any genre. <laughs> you know, they're they're multi-media. Uh, multimedia mic. So these are like radio play. So he's like. <laughs> He's just like fucking, he's over in Claire there, just lashing out, out these radio knocking, plays, movies, knocking. novels, knocking them out. Novellas, even, yeah. Couldn't go back to work. He was too busy. <laughs> Couldn't go back to work on the cliffs. He was too busy. I already feel quite guilty and sort of, I feel like um, I'm sort of going, oh, look at me. I can do this and that and the other. I, of course I can't because I haven't done any of it. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's the point. It's brilliant to be so up yourself having done nothing. Yeah, I am oodles and, oodles and, fe- and oodles. <laughs> feeling embarrassed about your your talent. <laughs> Having done nothing. Oh man, how does like, that work? Yeah. I can, I don't know. I feel I feel the same. I, I know I'm the same. I we are very similar. But uh, okay, that's cool. We can do that. I'm I'm looking forward to it now. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. <clears throat> it will there... be done about five minutes before we talk next week. That's fine. I've, that's I've fine. actually got my book here. Look. I've got my book. I've actually written notes <laughs> for for today for for the podcast. No, 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 no. This is um, I wrote these um, these notes here about sixteen years ago, um, and there's one of them is going to uh, take part on a, a three islands. And they're the islands there. You have the islands drawn out. You yeah, really have. And I have all the people. I have the the people's names. You have the characters and everything. I do, and it, this one is called a gecko shat on my toothbrush. I think we've discussed that before. Uh, and yeah, it's about uh, something happening on a, a, a Southeast Asian island. Wow! Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'll put me down for a copy. I've got somebody called Fabrizio in it. I like it. I like it. Is it funny? Uh, thriller, suspense, comedy? It's, um, it's not funny. No, this one isn't funny. It's got funny parts. And John is a thick Irish guy who had a small win on the lotto. Oh, he's not a trip of a lifetime. He's only he only comes in at the very end of it. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who David else comes on to Isabella and there's a fight? I have no idea. I've wrote this fifteen, years, and the only reason I've got it is because I'm doing this writing course, and it's it's this book that my wife bought me in India, made out of elephant shit. Wow. Yeah, it's made out of this, shit. The story of this film, book, play, is it's all there, man. You like you wrote it on a book made out of elephant shit. You've been writing it for 16 years. It's got Graham Norton written all over it. So, Mike, tell us about this. And I'm going, oh Graham, how are you? Bring Look, I wrote I'm actually I actually brought I brought the book with me, Graham. This is the very book. It's made of elephant shit. Smell it. Yeah. Wow, yeah, man. Like he'd love that. It's happening. It's happening. The thing about it is. I I think RT would, I, I I they're always looking for radio plays. That could be your in. You see, if you did something like a radio play and we were able to get that made, then you'd be like, okay, right, okay, that's something. Maybe I've we made. should do it together. 
you could yeah. write and I'd just tell you the stuff. <laughs> See, my arrogance knows no bounds. I'm just fucking so full. Oh, uh, yeah. I get people to write stuff. And I've tried to get uh, software that I could just talk into. Yeah. And it types. Yeah, you can do that with a laptop. It's shit, though. It's fuck. You look at it and you spend the next three hours going back. What the fuck was I trying to say? But what you, yeah, what you do is you talk in, you talk your story, and then you go back and edit it, and you fix it up, and you edit it, and you talk in, you go back and edit. And no, what I want is a bank of ladies uh, <laughs> that I can want, talk to. You want a, a room full of monkeys? No, not monkeys. Oh, oh, you want some ladies so you can go? Okay, let's get to work, ladies. Yeah, uh, coffee, uh, right. Jill, coffee at seven. Write this down. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited about this radio play that we're going to work on together. We're going to collaborate. I'll write, with, I'll write with you. I'd, I'd, I'd like that better. I think, you see, because I'm, you know, I probably have these out-of-the-world experiences. Kakyo shout out my suit. Let's have a look at the other one. Uh, book number two. Oh, hold on a sec. Oh, yeah. This is actually my short story. My book number two. Okay. Um which is actually based on um, uh, the special we're about to do during the week. More of that next oh, week. Oh, excellent. Yeah, we should, should we tee that up now? Or should we? Uh, tee it up, I like that. Yeah, why not? We're going to do one on, uh, I was watching, um, oh, what's his name? The Rod. Detectives. No. Always watching the detectives. Rod Gilbert. Rod, Rod Gilbert. Gilbert. Yes, yeah. he lives here. Here. I can't do a Welsh accent. But they you say. Can't do any fucking they, can't, they can't say here. They say here. Here. No, they say here. 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 Well, they actually, when they say they heard something, it's they heard it. I heard. I heard it. Heard. Yeah. You can do the accents in the play, okay? Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, because you can't. You can do either talking to a man or talking to a woman. Hi. Or, how's it going? Tell me about Rod Gilbert. Rod Gilbert did a three-part series on the BBC recently about um, male fertility issues. Uh, very, very, very interesting. And uh, I just watched a little bit of it and he walked into a room and there was this like this exposition, like this, uh, the Birmingham arena. And he walked in the door and um, there's just all this fertility stuff everywhere. Um, you know, we can do this and we can scan you for this and do our IVF. Loads of private companies, they'll scan you. They'll put gems over your navel. They'll rub your testicles to make you, you know, all sorts of witch doctory and actual doctory and all sorts of stuff going to get. And when he walked into the room, I thought it was really, really interesting. They had a big bowl, big glass bowl, and they had salt sachets in there. And the organizer of the event was saying, listen, you're going to hear something, some facts today and some non-facts, um, but all these people have got a right to be here. They can all sell their products at this exposition that we're doing, uh, but you just need to take each one of them with a pinch of salt. And I thought it was a great lead-in for this, this thing that he went to. And 99% of the people were there to talk to women because everybody thinks that it's always a woman's issue. 
and if you do any polls, he did polls all over the place, 70, 80, 90%, everybody thinks it's the women, the women, the women, the women. And of course it takes two to tango and the odds are it's 50-50. And there's an awful lot of male infertility and fertility issues that need to be spoken about. So he did it, he did this series and it was very, very good. Um, and of course he, he's got infertility issues and he did it as a stand-up. And he, um, the more he found out, the bigger his set got about stuff, you know? I'm talking a lot of bollocks. <laughs> you know, he was leaning against yeah, the yeah, yeah, door yeah. because all the people in the room were sort of, you know, undergoing various treatments and stuff. So based on that and having my own little story to tell, we'll do a special on wow. that whole uh, issue next week, in the coming week. Brilliant. When I'm writing... Um, when you're not writing your play and yeah. 400 words. and That's brilliant. I'm really looking forward to that. That's great. Fair. Good. I'm, I'm proud of you, Mike. I'm looking forward to it. Don't, don't be proud of me. I'm proud of everything you're going to achieve in the next week already. Yeah, yeah, so am I. Yeah, yeah, because, yeah, the Oscars are... Uh, there's Charlie behind you, the dog. I am... Um, I'm looking forward. That's great. Like, that's... I mean, that's not a... That's no mean... You're going to open your... You're going to tell your story. That's going to be... I will do, yeah. It's it's, uh, it's a funny Personally. Story. It's personal. Yeah, it's it's very personal, yeah. But it's it's, it's also... Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's ups and downs. <laughs> ins and outs, ins and outs, ups and downs. Yeah, we will discuss the ins and outs of male fertility. Mm-hmm. And one of these, uh, the short story I'm thinking of writing for this course is based on me getting to the clinic. I won't um, divulge that one. Maybe I will, I don't know. Because, you know, I don't want anybody else to have that idea because I'm so arrogant that that's going to take the Oscar off me. Yeah. I I'm telling you about it. Isn't it funny the way we think? You know, I'm sort of shielding something that's never been out there. But also that you that you're never that at the moment like it's I've I've realized that once things are out there you're more likely to do something with them. Whereas mm. if you if you hold on to stuff tightly, nothing will ever happen with it, and it'll you'll it'll go to the, the grave with you. Whereas if you start talking about it and get it out there, it suddenly kind of takes legs, and then you're like, actually, that is a good story. And, that, and once you've shared it, then it becomes then you it's the world's story and then you owe to the world to write it or to do something with it you know it's it's weird it's weird how the universe works isn't it yeah weird it's weird how up I, up myself i am you're so up well you, you've reason to be with the all the oscars and the plays yeah, and the yeah, books and, yeah i lie yeah. in bed so i'm thinking jesus where am i gonna put the next we don't have a mantelpiece in the house so i'm thinking fuck i'm gonna have to move to melbourne i think well no i think you're right like it was it was a good decision to move out to the middle of nowhere and claire so people won't bother you because you'd be like the autograph hunters do you know what I mean? Like if you were living in London or Dublin, you wouldn't be able to go to the shops. Yeah. Whereas down yeah. there, down there in Clare, people know you, they respect you, they respect your privacy. They know you're a hotshot producer, writer guy from Hollywood. They know all your story and they leave you alone. And that's what you like about living there. You know, it's funny. We live in the middle of nowhere. And um, recently it was Sally Ann's birthday. And this was another story for a book. Here's a quick into my head okay as to how it works and how my oscars work and everything so i took sally Ann out i think it was last year for breakfast it's one of the things we like to do we like to go out to la hinch and there's a lovely place in la hinch where you can go for breakfast it's one of my treats in life don't really like going out for dinner don't like really don't like we're going for lunch but really like dog walk and breakfast kind of brunchy type of thing we heard on the way there that Gatwick Airport was closed because they had a light failure, right? So all the lights on the runway closed, right? This has got fuck all to do with us. We're just driving and going for a walk or whatever. 
were sitting down and I said, you know what we should do is write a 10 piece um, story and have 10 singular episodes based on that lights, those lights going out. So those 10 people are all on board a full aircraft. This could be a Ryanair or something, 189 people on board. Um, they're coming into land, there's no lights. So they get diverted and that diversion fucks their life up or makes their life. The events that happen as a result of them not landing at that airport and being diverted to like Heathrow or Stansted or something, one of them might go on to meet somebody on a train. So we pick 10 of these people and we follow them through that delay process. And you build on each character every week and you see that one of them meets somebody and they get married, one of them dies, one of them misses you know, a funeral or one of them misses something else and da 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 da. And you've got all these little spurs going off and you've got all these little tentacles coming from one issue as this, you know, sort of that. so that's the way myself and Sally Ann were thinking of writing something and uh, we never did. It's a great idea though. It's a great idea. There's, um, it reminds me of the story of the flight that was that had to land. Oh, this fuck is, I no, 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 no. It's not. It's not. It's a great. It's a great idea. It's a. It's a standalone great idea. It's not. This is not the idea. But um, it's not the idea. The, your idea is different. But it just reminds me of. You, you, exactly. During nine eleven, there was. A, I can't even remember the story, but during nine eleven, a plane had to be diverted, and I they they had to they had to land somewhere. I don't even know if I've just made this up, but they landed and they had to, they all had to stay in this town or village. Maybe I've made this up, yeah. no, but they, yeah, yeah. but they only had like whatever bags were on the air, but they had to stay there for two weeks before everything opened up again. And there was, there's a, there was a whole story about them staying in that village. And, and I, I feel like I've just made that up. No, anyway, it doesn't matter if you made it up because that's way better than my one. My one's shit now. No, yours is brilliant. <laughs> but also you know when you start writing something if you actually start writing that down and you're like typing away that could just become something completely different anyway mm. you know anyway i'm looking forward to doing the fertility one so that we'll get that out soon i i had a chat with brezzy yesterday which which oh be, yeah, yeah. Which, he's uh, too good looking to be depressed that was another line that was from, from kevin mcgahern yeah that fucker, he's talking about depression. He's too fucking good looking to be depressed. And he just starts talking about, if I get up in the morning and I feel a bit shit, I look in the mirror, I'm brezzy, I go, fucking hell, what am I going to be depressed about? <laughs> Three women in the bed behind me. <laughs> but he's very good though, he does Very stop. funny, very funny. But So he's going to be on a Monday and then and then we'll have your fertility episode. We'll, we might just bring that out as a special randomly one of the days. Wow, yeah. Um. So lots of you, lots of lots of stuff for you to worry about. So I would say hit the gin hard. Yeah. Um, we 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 are actually <laughs> breaking out tonight as well. We're, we're, we've decided that Saturday nights are the night. Do you ever get the goo? Like my when I got the goo, the worst was if I was hungover. Hold on. Whoa, 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 whoa. What is the goo? When you get the goo for a drink, when you really want to drink a lot. I've never heard that before. Never heard of getting the goo. Explain no? yourself, Keith Y. Walsh. Yeah, I don't know. It's the goo. You just get a goo. You just get a, a want to get get a, a thirst. I've never heard of that. No, no. The goo. The, the grow, but never the goo. The goo. No. 
Yeah, the goo. The goo after I had the goo on fucking Monday morning. Well, that was that's not the goo. The goo is what you had on Sunday. It was goo when you wanted to hit hit the gin. (laughs) Oh God! If anybody, if anybody listening to this has heard of the goo, you can email the podcast keithwatchpod at gmail.com. But the goo is when you you keep an eye. That's another thing I've learned from you talking on your podcast. Is you need to keep an eye on that uh, web that uh, email account. I know. Someday I'll get organized. I need. I also need people to help me with things. Um, but the goo is like when you just really, like, really want. Uh, what, what you know when you're really thir- or thirst? You're really yeah, yeah. Thirsty to, for a drink, like. But loads. Yeah. But you want loads of Heineken. Like you want ten cans of he- cold Heineken. You know that goo. That's the goo. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I would nor like when I get that. The worst is when I'm hungover. So if I. I used to try not to drink on Friday night because if I drank too much on Friday night, I'd have a bit of a, I'd be a little bit, I'd feel it on, and I'd have the goo then for Saturday. And that would mean Saturday, I'd be like, oh, let's get, I want to go to the pub. I want pints. I want, you know, and that would be like full on. And then would you go on a Sunday again? You see, that's the problem. Like Sunday, I couldn't because I'd have to work Monday morning, but I'd be fucking feeling like shit. And then... Yeah, yeah. I had nothing to look forward to. I generally wouldn't be able to sleep on Sunday night properly. And then I'd wake up Monday morning feeling like shit anyway, having not drank on Sunday. And there's like yeah, yeah, yeah. These little cycles. Um, the other piece of news here in uh, Shame Our Own, <clears throat> if I may, and you may refer to me as Star Lord from here on out. Okay, Star Lord. Well, thank, you. You, thank you, Star Lord. Have you thank you, Star Lord? Have you have you become a member of the Borg? But, no, not a member of the Borg. I'm not a member of the Collective. Uh, the Collective, the, actually, the Borg are based on the Catholic Church, but that's another That's another story. Um, okay. Uh, no, I have not become a member of, but I am uh, going to become a member of uh, Star Trek Academy, I think, uh, because this week um, I have joined up for Starlink. <laughs> Well, tell me more, Star Lord. Get Star Lord. <laughs> Actually, there's a story. A guy called Paul King, who was my manager in the uh, Capital Hotel in London. We had a big sort of whale of a guy come in, lots of money. And he introduced me. Paul King introduced me to this guest as Gaylord. And he said, Gaylord will be looking after you for the weekend, sir. Cool guy, Gaylord. All my bags are in the car there, Gaylord. <laughs> Every fucking time, everyone's like, all week, this guy was into, hey, Greylord, I'm thinking of taking the kids to the uh, the park. What do you think? Yeah, yeah absolutely. And everyone's like, <laughs> anyway. What about people whose names are actually Gaylord? So, you know. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. You just had it for a week. But I was standing there and he was talking to me and I was thinking, who the fuck is Gaylord? <laughs> but I love his. I love. I love that he was so sincere and fine with it. And oh, like, yeah, no, Gaylord. Was right. Yeah, yeah. He, he was. Uh, he was a bit Will Ferrellish. This guy. Yeah. Hey, Gaylord. What are we gonna do today, guy? Let's go. Let's go to town. You, you, you can organize some uh, like uh, stuff, Mike. Like Chevy Chase in uh, the what are the movies he used to make? The Family movies. Uh, National Lampoon. There you go. Well, you remember something. Thanks. Sorry, we remember something. When when somebody remembers something, we take a collective. Yes, the collective. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, when somebody forgets it, it's you. So tell me about um, this Star Trek 
shit i don't understand any of this because i don't watch yeah. star trek and i've never really watched it. i know you recommended i should you recommended one series that i should definitely watch which is discovery is fantastic discovery okay. and picard picard is perfect television my sister is mad into it marion if you're listening hello marion she's okay, mad marion we love you if marion if you want to ring me up and talk about jean-luc uh, we can do that or they call him now jl jl picard yeah jl god damn it man yeah, the, the new Picard is phenomenal. Anyway, no, this is, um, so we were sitting in the house one day and my, uh, somebody sent me a text. I think it was my brother saying, um, the night sky is going to be in shit. And I quite like looking at the night sky. I have this um, uh, international space station tracker on my phone. So whenever it goes over, I can see it and have a look at it through my binoculars and stuff. I don't know if you've ever done that. Yeah, um, I have. Yeah, I don't, not through binoculars, but I have kind of pointed up to my son and said, look, there's the space station. Yeah. And I've got an app that lets me know where the constellations are. And, you know, I like the Sky at Night, that program. And I like looking at the North Star and stuff. And we get beautiful skies around here. So I'm always looking for uh, flares of various satellites and stuff because there's all sorts of satellite trackers. And there's always something moving in space. And if there isn't, you can just sit there and look at the wonder of it. Anywho, I digress. My brother says, listen, fucking Elon Musk is putting another constellation up there called Starlink which is 25,000 low Earth orbit um, satellites, which are going to give everyone in the world high-speed internet. I went, what a load of old bollocks. And there was a bit of a news thing about it. And if you went out um, at a certain time in one evening, and you had clear size. So he sends them up in a spaceship, right? And they're all banked together. And then they... They're like a, 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 bo- a carton of fags, if you like. And then in space, they all kind of go, and you get this line. So people were seeing lines of dots at certain times. Obviously, the time has to be right for the sun to be glinting. It has to be in the dark sky and yada, yada, yada. But people were seeing these things, and it's the Starlinks, and they were being dispersed. So they go into a big line, and then they disperse and whatever. And there's about 12,500 of them up there at the moment. And they're giving high-speed internet. So I thought, you know what, it's going to ruin the, the, the night sky, but I haven't got my internet shit, so what do I do? You know, I felt kind of guilty. That yeah, I felt, yeah, yeah. I felt You're torn. On. Yeah, torn, like torn between two lovers. Yeah, my uncle who had an affair used to go around singing that song, but that's a story for another day. Um, so... Uh, <laughs> Uh, torn between two. Um, anywho, I'm just writing that down. Maybe I'll remember it someday. Do um, so. I got onto their website, and it said, "Hang on a second. Here. Hang on a second. If you're listening to this podcast, could you email us at some point to remind us to get Mike to tell the story of his uncle who had an affair <laughs> and sang Torn Between Two Lovers? It's Keith Walsh Pod at gmail.com. Thank you very much. Yeah." It's, it's a classic. It is a classic story. But anyway, <clears throat> however, some people are still alive. So uh, there may be some rights. Yeah. Well, hey, no, he's not. <laughs> he really was a very funny man. Anyway, um, I digress. So, yeah, so I, I looked at uh, Elon Musk's company and uh, they said, if you if you if you want to register an in- interest, do it. And this was last year. And I thought, I'm just fucking emailing space now at this point. You know, he's got enough to be doing, making Teslas and all this sort of stuff and making batteries for the world and doing this, that and the other. Last Tuesday, hello, uh, 
you wrote to us and uh, we're um, we're putting low earth orbit thingy jigs in your area. And then I thought, no fucking way. And uh, Jimmy came down the stairs about an hour later and went, do you know what? I've just watched a guy in America going on to Elon Musk's Starlink and getting these fantastic speeds of internet and whatever. And uh, I'm thinking, oh, Christ, he wrote to me actually yesterday. I'm going to have a look at this. And there's this thing you do with Google Maps. You put this pinpoint on your house and everything, and uh, they tell you exactly what the score is. You pay a deposit, and uh, then they send you this satellite, right? And it's a self sort of like it comes, it's got three legs, like a tripod. Mm-hmm. It goes up in the sky, and uh, it, it, once you plug it into the wall, it just goes links on to the closest Starlink satellite and gives you 150 megabytes per second download and upload. It's an expensive way of doing it. Then I started Googling it, thinking, is this some sort of a catch? And apparently, the Black Valley in Kerry, which was the last place in this country to get electricity, the last place to get running water, and the last place to get something else, internet, um, Kerry County Council have signed for an undisclosed figure with Elon Musk to supply um, a free Fuck. zone down there. Fuck off. Yeah, I'm fucking, this is space age shit like. Um, but these self-leveling things, the, the satellite dishes are just fucking, you just put them in your back garden, they go, off you go. It's already plugged. You, all you do is plug one thing into the wall, job done. Yeah. And are you, are you getting it? Are you doing it? Yeah, yeah. Fucking right I am, yeah. Absolutely. I've been waiting for internet in this house. We There's no cables. There's no... There's nothing. We, we're on a wireless kind of... We're at a, a, a shitty signal. The trees go the wrong way and we... As you know, we kind of like... If I come on to you, I have to have everybody in the house sort of standing still in a particular way looking towards the west. You know, and then we might get a decent signal. That's all we can do. We have a trickle of internet. Yeah. So yeah, I'm. I'm wow. Um, it's fucking Star Lord. That's me. All right, Star Lord. And do, do like is it expensive? It is um, for the kit. It's five hundred yo-yos. Okay. Um, and for the connection, it's around ninety-nine euros a month. And to be honest, the options we have here would be in the high 70s, and they're sort of 79 euros a month for relatively good stuff. But it depends on the weather and everything. This job, job done. So 500 euro, that's your outlay, and then it's 101 really in that. Yeah, yeah. But you it's put your. Yeah, but we live in the arse end of nowhere. But it's it, for people living rurally, um, I think. Honestly, the Irish government should just sign a fucking, you know, they're, they're getting quotes for this and quotes for that, and quotes for the other. Just fucking get two Starlinks above us. Job done. Pay Elon. Mike, this, now that you, once you have work in the internet, you can run for office and get that all that shit signed off because you'll, have, you'll be able to do like Zoom calls. Yeah, something, on, something. On the back of all the money I've made out of my various media, media stuff. Yeah. And the award stuff. I will be melting down my Oscars to to feed the poor. 
That's good. That's good work, man. It's good work. I'm proud of you. Thanks. Um, it's a minute past five. Oh, Jesus. We've been on for a good while, have we? Yeah, I think we have. But you know what a minute past five means? Oh, you have to eat. It's feeding time. <laughs> I get to starving. eat. Um, I do, like, when it gets close to, like, I, I do have, like, a, around lunchtime, I'd have a sort of a, I'd feel like, oh, I could eat now. And then I get, then I have a cup of tea or whatever, I get through it. And then five o'clock, I'm ready to eat. And I have this obsession. Before we go, I'll tell you, my I have an obsession with a sandwich at the moment that I make. And this is not going to, you're not going to be like blown away or interested or delighted that I, I am, told no, you. I am, I am. Sourdough bread. Okay. Hummus. Okay. On both sides. I don't mind. It can be Moroccan hummus. It can be just regular hummus, whatever. Chickpeas, okay. garlic, you know, but hummus. Do you ever make your own hummus? I have made my own hummus, yes. It's okay, good. That's great. Quite straightforward. Okay. Tahini. Do you ever, tahini. Do you ever get the uh, Do you ever get the jars of red peppers in Lidl? The jars of pickled red peppers. Take one a, a big, fat, juicy red pepper. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. In between the two slices of bread, loads of hummus. Oh. Plenty of salt. Oh. And that's and that I I would ju- I'm obsessed with just that as a sandwich at the moment. Sourdough oh. bread. Is that what you're going to eat now? Yeah. I've been, dinner? I've been thinking about it all day. Um, we're going to, I think we're getting takeaways. So I'm getting vegan pizza, which is delicious from uh, Country Kitchen. It's a local restaurant in Irish. Um, but I'm going to have something to eat now as well. And then I'll have the pizza. And would you get a big pizza or a small pizza? Well, they just do one size. So it's like a, it's dinner order uh, main course size pizza it's big enough you know i usually i'd eat half of it and, and usually have the, the other half for my tea tomorrow night maybe depends on how hungry i am after my sandwich i worry that you don't eat enough no i'll get this is just a temporary you know eight week sort of fast uh stoic diet shit and then i'll get back on it i'll get back on i, I just have to re, i just have to readjust i was eating too much shit so now i can get back yeah I'm, i i know exactly how you feel and I, my chocolate thing is gone now i don't crave chocolate anymore wow. but the amount the amount of fucking dates i'm eating has just gone ridiculous and gin hey listen what are you drinking tonight then i want to hear about it okay you can you can sit there and, are you you're probably in a pair of shorts are you so you'll rub your bare thighs yeah i'll rub my legs as you talk yeah. Um, I'd say maybe two, just two or three cans of uh, lager, I'd say. That's it. That's... Really cold. It'll be so cold, it'll be sweating and it'll leave ring marks on, you know, where, when it fills the glass. I'll have some nice pint glasses. And like you fill them and you get that nice little crisp white head. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I like it so that when it, you don't drink it too quickly so that you get the lines that come down the glass. Oh, yeah. Those little... Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> I remember uh, working in, in in bars in Australia. I remember one guy I said I, he was like, yeah, oh, he's, uh, Sydney, Sydney, the really harsh Sydney accent. I can't. I'm not. I'm afraid to do it for you now. It's okay. No, you know, mate. Oh, grab a beer, mate. That was really far. Grab it. Oh, grab beer. Oh, grab a beer. We just close your mouth and speak through you. Oh, grab a beer, right? And uh, I'd like, do you want a two he's or a VB? 
Don't care, mate. Won't be tasting it. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of like that. People go, oh, I don't drink Hino, you know, it just, you know, it just goes with me or whatever. And people are real snobs about lager. Lager is lager, you know, it's it's there for a reason. It's cold and it's going to get you pissed. Yeah. And it's going to take the edge off life. It's like, you know, it's 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 whatever drug for you that just takes the edge off every once in a while. Yeah. Enjoy, I used to love speaking of uh, drink and names when I lived in Norfolk and they have a very particular accent. People who live in Norfolk, they talk like that, right? And to and to that's cool, isn't it? Right. So there's a lot of that kind of going on, right? And they'd say hello as again. And they would walk into a pub and go, What you having? You having a lug? Yeah. Uh all two points of numbers, please. Cronenberg 1664 was known uh-huh. as numbers. <laughs> Yeah, well, three points of numbers here. Numbers. I love it. Yeah, so that's your drink porn for the week. You're drinking vicariously through me. I'll do the drinking and you do the writing. Ching. Yeah. All right, Mike. Yeah. Listen, enjoy your drink and your your evening and your TTPT, whatever it's called. Actually, we might have a TTP, actually, yeah. There's some hummus dipped in uh, Doritos chili heat wave, dipped in a bit of hummus. I'm there. Particularly... Particularly fond now of in this house, um, O'Donnell's hickory smoked crisps. Okay, must check them oh, out. Yeah. Next level, next level. Listen, I'll talk to you at some point. Um, we we'll sort out the special. Yeah, when do you want to do it? Oh, we'll figure it out. I'll text you. I'll text you later. Wow, you're just so sort of like off the. You know, if, if I was a woman, now, you'd be going, "Yeah, do you like Oasis?" That's probably like... for you. <laughs> I'll text you something later on. The music they like. Do you like flowers? Why, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, so there you go. Yeah, my sandwich, my food obsession at the moment is, apart from the chocolate, which I'm trying to knock in the head by, I'm trying to phase out the milk chocolate and... I'm trying the combination of 85% chocolate that you get in Lidl or Aldi, you know, that stuff. The combination of that with raisins and salted nuts. That's, that's my, (laughs) that's my, uh, that's my snack of choice. But my sandwich obsession, yeah, like literally red pepper sandwiches with hummus. Like, what the, what is wrong with me? What is wrong with you? I'm like the bull. Um, but that's look you know this podcast is about honesty telling your truth man if your truth is that you're obsessed with s- slimy pepper pickled pepper sandwiches with hummus and sourdough bread then that's your truth man live that truth was that Margaret? I said no I didn't no I said nothing about your tooth. Margaret has a sore tooth. She's, she says she's a sore tooth. She she has missed five days um, of work. And I keep saying to her, you need to go to the dentist. At least get a note so I can give it to HR. Um, but she, she, she just said she has a sore tooth. And it's still kind of sore. But she's not going to the dentist. So I don't know what's going on. No, I said, I don't know what's going on. I didn't, I didn't say anything about a scone. 
Scone. I, I don't pronounce it Scone anyway. I pronounce it Scone. No, Margaret just... What are you even doing? Crochet. Okay. Should you not be, like, doing something for the podcast? Like, why are you, what are you crocheting? Yeah, I leave Margaret to her crocheting. She's a great help around here. Oh, yeah. Great help. Uh, anyway, gotta go. Listen, I hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you're new to the podcast, thanks very much for listening. Uh, we are really happy to have new listeners and old listeners. The OGs, of course, the originals. Um, if you want to email the podcast about anything at all, and that's, you know, annoying the shit out of you and you need to vent, get it out there. I'll read it. I'll fucking read it out. I don't give a fuck. Me? I don't give a fuck. Let me just double check and make sure there's no um, emails there that I've missed out on. Me? I don't give a bollocks. I'll read it out. I'm mad. Fucking mad me. Uh, yeah, KeithWashPod at gmail.com is the email address. There's nothing there that I need to read out for you. Worth a check. It's just worth a check. It's worth a fucking check. Do you know what I mean? Um, I don't even know what I was saying. Yeah, thanks for listening. Uh, do give us a give us an L five star review. Rate and review the podcast. Tell your friends in real life, IRL. Thank you very much. And uh, yeah, there's a little um, supporters link if you want to support the podcast with a few quid. Still have to figure out how to get that money out of that. I no idea. That money will go towards creating this little animation. I priced it up four or five hundred euro to, to 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 get twenty to thirty seconds. Is that all? Is a minute, half a minute of an animation made of me and Mike chatting, and uh, I'd really like to get it done. If you'd like to be part of that, I've gotten some money in already from from listeners. So thank you very much to you guys. Uh, what what can I say? We're a quarter of the way there. Um, and if we get half the money, I think I just find the rest somewhere. Um, but it'd be great to create something just from the listeners and be able to say, "Well, you guys made this, so thank you very much." Or you might just go, I'm "Fucking giving you money to make a fucking animation of your own fucking podcast." Go fuck yourself. That's cool too. I get it. Um, and no hard feelings. So uh, yeah, there's a little um supporter link. You know, support the podcast link. Click on that. Give us a few quid. If you give us the entire four hundred euro, I will, I will, I will do an underpants dance for you. Um, somewhere, somehow, sometime, as long as my wife lets me. Actually, I won't even tell her. I'll just do it. Uh, and that's it. Yeah, tell your friends, rate and review the podcast. And uh, can't think of anything else I need to say about it. Thank you very much to Acast as always for the support. This is part of the Acast network. I sometimes forget to say that. So, Acast, 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 thank you very much. Have a good day. Mind yourselves. Behave. Be good. And, uh, yeah. I need to come up with some sort of way of ending this podcast. Like a phrase. Like, stay in by the walls and mind the buses. Or, if... If the creeks don't rise and the... What does he say? Oh, it doesn't matter. Anyway, I'll go... Goodbye. I have to go to bed. Get this up. Get this podcast up and then go to bed. Take care. I love you all. Mike loves you all too. He probably loves you all more because he's, he's kind of like that. He's very, he tells people he loves them. Just willy-nilly. Seriously. Bye. <laughs>
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.